All right, Kev. There's, Steven. There, there's certain places in the universe. Yes. Where we exist. One is where we record the time podcast. Yep. And that, that's the basement of my house. In an undisclosed location. In an undisclosed location in the basement of my house. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's the undisclosed part. <laughs> right. Or, or, or where my where basement house... currently yeah. is. The basement is undiscl- undisclosed. Well, they know we're in Minnesota. Yeah, we've told them that before. Somewhere in Minnesota. Yes. But not where. No. But in a larger scheme of things, yes. we're all located in the cosmic realm mm-hmm. of the universe, which is where we're podcasting from right now. The center of the it. The center of the cosmic universe. So for those of you that don't know, we're in March. Yep. Right now. Doesn't feel like it, but we are. Nope. I learned something today. What's that? That apparently March used to be the first month in the calendar cycle, mm-hmm. according to Roman calendars. Oh, yeah? Because if you think about it, December mm-hmm. stands for Decem, which is 10 in Latin. Oh. So they were only thinking 10 months. And right. September is Septem, September, September, something, which, is, which means 9, mm-hmm. which is the ninth month. And October right. is the, the 10th month. So right. And November is 9. So if you look at it like... like other languages, mm-hmm. it really was only supposed to be ten months, but then some asshole was like, "You but know what? We can add. use we can use two more months." Mm-hmm. I don't know why. We can we could also use uh, a third day in the weekend. I think that would suffice. Yeah, should that be the next thing we that create? Should be the next I feel step. like calendars were just made up, right? Yeah, it's okay. So calendars were made up a long time ago, right? And it was all based on, like, lunar cycles or whatever. Right. But who was sitting out there doing the actual math on this? It was it was a bullshit job. <laughs> it was the, we don't have a job for you, so just do this and look busy. Right? Okay, you're going to go outside. You're going to stare up into the sky. And watch it. And watch it. For hours and, and days. Uh, yeah. And possibly months. Months and years. And years. And then after... 10 whatever you are going to call years. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're putting you in charge. You're in charge right. of this. So whatever constitute a year in your mm-hmm. calculations, I want you to come back to me, written down, and right. that's what we're going to put out there. So guy comes back. Here you go. 10 months, huh? That's, that's going to constitute a year. Okay. You know, they use it for, for you know, several years, maybe like 500 years, 10, right. you know, 1,000 years, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they get to a point where they're like, you know what? You know, this will be funny. We have a calendar, but we're going to send some guy mm-hmm. out there and do what we did 500 years ago. And add two and, months. And, no, no, no. We're going to make him sit outside and uh-huh. do what this guy did. And we're gonna, we're, it's going to be a joke. We're going to see if he comes right. up with the same the same thing that this guy did like mm-hmm. 500 years ago. So the dude goes out, you know, 10 years go by, to, according to this guy, comes mm-hmm. back. He's like, okay, here's my calendar. He's like, you added two months. Are you sure you you're two right? two months to this to this year? Right. Are you ridiculous? You know how many holidays and 
everything we gotta move now because you needed two more months? Now we have to make up new holidays. Now we too. gotta make Valentine's Day is now in existence because you had to put in February. Right, there's corporations <laughs> back then for Valentine's. <laughs> yeah. Cosmic, Hallmark existed. Like, it's the cosmic <laughs> bullshit right. of the, the universe. It's Valentine's it's Day. Valentine's Day. Well, what what crap holidays in uh, January that they had to make up? Uh, and how much did that suck to have to move New Year's Day? New Year's Day used to be March 1st. Right, now it's and now, <laughs> now it has to be January 1st. Right, the, January 1st. Dude, we're so... Oh, we should have totally celebrated the new year on March 1st. Could have gone nuts, gone to the bar. Yeah, we're celebrating the new year according to the Romans! Right, and everyone's <laughs> going to be like... Uh, Fuck, it's like, excuse my French, but like, it's just Monday. <laughs> like, yeah, right? right? <laughs> that could have been a good time. All right, so March. Yep. If you haven't heard, kind of guessed it already, the theme is cosmic. Mm. We're going to be talking about a lot of cosmic stuff this month. Tonight, or today, depending on when you're listening, we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, because obviously Avengers Endgame's coming up, so there's a few things here and there that... We can discuss about that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing Men in Black, and we're going to be doing Captain Marvel, Ooh. because that's so coming out in March. Gosh. And a fourth mystery franchise that we have yet to discuss. And if you heard our last episode, episode 43 mm-hmm. with with Matt, he's the one that came up with the strain for that episode, so we might just, Canada. you know, go to go to Mr. Canada again and mm-hmm. say, hey. You're a, you're a genius. Hey Canada. Hey Canada. What's your cosmic uh, franchise this month? <laughs> What's your cosmic franchise? Yes, I don't think it was very Canadian. No. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Matt. Yes. <laughs> so before we get to Guardians of the Galaxy, we have a fun cosmic question to ask. Mm. So you are going to explore a cosmic realm. The main character from your last book you read is going with you. Who is it? And what do they hope to find? Nice. Okay. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Uh, disclaimer, I'm not much of a reader. That doesn't mean I don't know how to read. <laughs> uh, I read this podcast every day. Right. Kev, it's uh, called listening. Uh, God, put on the spot. No. <laughs> uh, the book I remember the most uh, is Captain Underpants. That's that's a that's definitely a poll that I didn't read when yeah. I was a kid. Yep. So, going on a cosmic adventure through the cosmos, I am bringing Captain Underpants with me. So, did was he from outer space, or no. was he 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 was an Earthbound superhero? Earthbound. Okay. But, uh, so what does Captain Underpants hope to find in the cosmic universe? Pair of pants. A pair of pants. <laughs> uh, you can't find a pair of pants on Earth. That, I think that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, look, the answer to life. You know, the question, you know. Was that what he was kind of searching for on Earth? No. It was, uh, there was this mad, he was like a Danny DeVito-sized mad scientist and a giant robot in one book uh, that he fought. And then there was like these evil toilets. Wow. Yeah. Like it was that was, why he wore a diaper? Because he didn't want to use the evil toilets? Maybe. And I think he had like a towel as a cape, but like uh, it was a kid's book. Wait, was it a diaper or was it actually underpants? It was uh, It was whitey tighties. All right. So briefs. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can't poop those. No. <laughs> no, yeah. You don't want to poop those. Right. 
Unless, yeah, you have white poop, which probably isn't a good thing, but... Yeah, I think you might have to go see a doctor if you have white point, poop. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he had weird sorts of villains. Yeah, evil toilets and whatnot, and... So he's gonna find the, the secret of life? Secret of life and where those evil toilets came from? Because in pants. In pants. In pants. Gotta but have pants. With <coughs> no shirt on still, and a towel. Might be cold in space with no shirt on. And I no think pants. he's. I think he's well insulated. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So is he? I guess. So I guess. So like, Superman's obviously indestructible. Is Captain right. Underpants indestructible? I don't think so. Oh. So he probably so he might have to put on some space pants. <laughs> yeah. So then he would no pants. longer be Captain Underpants. He'd be Captain Space Pants. Yes. Yeah, All right. Very much so. Well, unlike Kev, I <laughs> I tend to read quite a bit. I mean, not much anymore because mm-hmm. I have a kid and reading, I, I just can't sit, even though I want to, like I seriously have a laundry list of books mm-hmm. that I want to sit down and, and actually read, but it's very hard to, to accomplish sometimes. Yeah. But so the last book I read and it was actually from a series, series of books. Uh, if you've ever heard of odd Thomas, the odd Thomas series of books. Mm-mm. So basically it's about a kid who for whatever reason can see dead people. Oh, right. But it's first it's dead people that have not moved on. So you can only see dead people that have unfinished business. And he can also see these like, they're, they kind of describe them as like dog ghost creatures that can sense danger is coming. So like in the first book, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the Atama series, but I highly recommend going to read it. But so there's a, a gunfight, like a massive shooting at the mall. And he sees these like dog creatures like starting to enter his town. He just knows something's up and he's trying to find out what using, you know, the ghosts in his town and stuff like that on, mm-hmm. on what's going to happen and see if he can prevent the catastrophe from happening. Now this kid has a lot of different abilities that, that he kind of uses to accomplish. One is using the help of Elvis Presley, which no one knows why that, why he can see Elvis the Presley, king. the king. And he's the only ghost that he can see that can change his outfits. All other ghosts aware what they is, died in. Yep. But Elvis, he's allowed to change his change his wardrobe. The it's king. a pretty awesome book series. Like oddly enough, yeah, it's a pretty awesome book series. Like it really is. It gets pretty in deep into death and and what people's unfinished business in life are and, mm-hmm. and kind of how he fits into it and why he thinks he fits into it. But I think so. Odd Thomas. Yes, his first name is Odd. It's not a nickname. Didn't they make a movie out of that? They did, and it yeah. was on Netflix. Yep. Yep, great movie, too. They did yeah. a really good adaptation of, of it on the, on the T. I was, I was surprised mm-hmm. of the adaptation, but it was actually done phenomenally, and I'm pissed that they didn't continue, continue it on, on with for it. the rest of the rest, rest of the book series. Maybe they will in the future. Who knows? But mm-hmm. I think they should. But, so, Odd Thomas, probably, if he's going to check out a cosmic realm... You know, maybe it's the dark dimension, maybe it's the quantum realm. Who knows what it is, but I'm sure he wants to find out why he can see ghosts and right. pre- not really predict the future, but kind of get a sense of horrible things happening mm-hmm. or why horrible things are going to happen. And he uses this thing called psychic magnetism that guides him. So he can hop into a car kind of clear his mind and literally just start driving and all of a sudden he'll end up where he's supposed to be. Really? Yeah. 
And just like... Yeah, just just driving along. All of a sudden, he pulls over. Oh, I was supposed to be here. One night, he uh, wound up in a, in the middle of the desert at the shack thing with a naked chick and some ghost wolves. Really? Yeah, it was kind wow, of that cool. Like kind a of fun cool. Time. Yeah, that was a pretty cool uh, <laughs> cool outing. I don't. I can't remember what the reason was, but yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. I hope that was that part was going to be in the movie, but it wasn't. It was no, kind of sad. she was wearing clothes. I think I, I think the scene was in the movie, but I think mm-hmm. she wasn't buff. She was wearing wearing some she sort was, of tattered, she was covered. tattered robes. It was kind of sad. I was upset. That's like, that's why I watch movies based on books, and so I get the full effect of the book and in then, the movie. And then your hype, your uh, expectations start to go lower and lower. Yeah, I mean sometimes, sometimes, sometimes a book can be just as good as. As a movie, right? I mean, it seems to be it seems to be rare that the books are as good as the movie or the movies as good as the books because mm-hmm. they always have to cut stuff out and leave right. stuff out and add stuff in. I mean, it's kind of like Ready Player One, which is a phenomenal book. I absolutely loved it. The movie was, in essence, a phenomenal movie. I loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching it, I'm like, God, I wish they would have done that scene from the book in the movie, or I wish they would have done this character a little bit differently because that's how they did it in the book. Like, it's those sorts of things mm-hmm. that definitely upset me a little bit when I watch it. But I don't go, a lot, a lot of people go into the movie thinking, this book book I read, I'm going to see that on the screen. And then they go rant on the internet when it's not. Right. Whereas me, I'm like, okay, I read the book. I'm going to watch the movie. I'm going to compare the two. Have an open mind Have an about open it. mind about it. I'm not going to do one or the other. I'm not going to bitch about it. Right. Unless it's just horrible garbage or oh, something. Oh, then pull it apart. Like. Like, if it, maybe they changed the entire movie. Like, they kept the concept of the book, but changed the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Then I might bitch. But if, as long as you kept the essence of the book and put it into the essence of the movie, mm-hmm. I'm all right with it. Yeah. It, they're, they still do, the, like, their own spin on it, you know. But, uh, yeah, if it's, if it's too far off, I totally understand that you just want to rip it apart. But you need to understand, like you said, that, you know, th- there'll be times where... The, you know, they can't add everything from the book. Yep. So now we are going back to a time where books were the prominent source of entertainment. Ooh. And cassettes and records and stuff like that. We're, go- we're talking about Peter Quill. Good old Peter Quill. Good old Peter Quill. Now, um, he's from the Guardians of the Galaxy, if you didn't, didn't know. So, brash space adventurer Peter Quill finds himself the quarry of relentless bounty hunters after he steals an orb uh, coveted by Ronin, a powerful villain. To evade Ronin, Quill is forced into an uneasy truce with four desperate misfits. Gun-toting Rocket Raccoon, Tree-like Humanoid Groot, Enigmatic Gamora, and Vengeance-driven Drax the Destroyer. But when he discovers the orb's true power and the cosmic threat it uh, poses, Quill must rally his ragtag group to save the universe. Now, if you didn't notice, that was the synopsis more for Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the movie, movie, the first one. Mm-hmm. But it has a similar twist. You know, you got misfits from across the universe. They all get arrested, wind up kind of working together yeah. and, and becoming the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, there's a lot of iterations from comic book lore and stuff like that. Obviously, this was more MCU. How do we fit Guardians of the Galaxy into the Marvel Universe? Right. Um, but I know we've kind of talked about Guardians, I think, on this podcast before. I think so. I'm not sure. But one thing I do want to start with, we can get to Guardians 3 in a minute and, mm-hmm. and Endgame, but I'm reading the new Guardians of the Galaxy 
from the comic books. Yeah. Um, and so what ended up happening, spoiler alert if you guys don't read the comics or want to read the comics, but at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy from 2018, mm-hmm. um, the Guardians are actually trying to get all the Infinity Stones uh, away from Thanos and, and guard them. Like, you know, they're Guardians. Right. And what ended up happening is they lose all the stones to uh, Gamora. Okay. And Gamora uses the Infinity Stones to kill Thanos. Chop his head clean off. Oh, yep. Okay. And I think I mentioned that. Yep. Um, now, going a little bit further, she takes those Infinity Stones, and instead of destroying half the universe, she collapses, collapses everyone into themselves. So two people into one person. So she, she halves, the, halves the universe without basically killing anyone. She kind of merges people together. So, the new Guardians of the Galaxy starts with Thanos dead, mm-hmm. and the Guardians wondering, you know, now we got to find Gamora, they got Drax, they got Groot, they got Rocket, they got Peter, they got Cosmic Ghost Rider now. I think the Thing is in there. Cosmic Ghost Cosmic Rider. Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, so, everyone's trying to figure out, you know... What do we do with the Infinity Stones? And more importantly, mm-hmm. you know, who's the new Thanos? Because when Thanos died, he uh, basically left himself a tape, you know, basically, or it was a hologram. Uh-huh. If you're hearing this I am dead sort of hologram yeah. thing, and he's like, one of you people out in the audience that I invented to my will reading is the new Thanos. Like, built inside is his, like, DNA or whatever, and they're going to become the new Thanos. So the new thing right now is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find out who is, who the, is new... the new Thanos. So I thought that was kind of a cool, That's cool, a cool take. twist. Yeah, that they're gonna grow into the new Thanos, and they don't know because it looks like your average Joe. Yeah, until it's gonna it's be too the, like late. it's gonna be like the two-year-old sitting in the back, right? Am I new Thanos? I want to be new Thanos. Like, are they gonna grow to a proper proportion, or like get like <laughs> Thanos big? I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm only on issue two. So we'll see. I haven't read issue two. I only read issue one. Okay. So we'll get back to you on issue two. Okay, yeah, because that would be uh, interesting to see is that if they're, you know, they're going to skyrocket in size and whatnot. I feel like my my kid could be the new Thanos. He's always bobbing up, bad bobblehead. See, it always gets you. He's like, I like Thanos. I want to be the new Thanos. It's it's the kindness that kills all the smiles now, and see, laughter. Okay, so now, okay, you're a person that hated Thanos, right? Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I could be Thanos so much better. Right? And that's kind of what Gamora thought. Gamora mm-hmm. was like, well, Thanos is trying to kill half the universe. Right. I'm going to save everyone by collapsing it in half. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to do that, but I feel like you could use the Infinity Stones for good right. over evil, but I feel like the inherent properties of the Infinity Stones leads your mind towards doing evil things. Could, yeah, bring you closer to insanity or, like, evil thoughts or... Right, do you think that's that's true or do you think... I think you would get power hungry and then you'd become forceful and then it would slowly turn into, yeah, like, evil. Yeah, like using the dark side of the force. Right, like, you think you're doing good but then, yeah, you're slowly enforcing more and more laws and rules. I guess, I mean, I'd like to say it depends on the person, but I feel right. like only evil people tend to get Infinity Stones. Right. Like, except, okay, except for Doctor Strange. 
Yep. Yeah. He he got the yep. time stone and he used it. I mean, I guess he didn't necessarily use it for good, sort of. I mean, obviously, those timekeepers are not supposed to rewind time to fix problems, but right. he did it anyways. Mm-hmm. But I still think he did it for the good of humanity, almost. Yeah. He thought what he felt was right. But then it becomes that power power thing. Like, mm-hmm. in, in Avengers Infinity Wars, he, he you know, checked out 5,000 or 5 million... million Timelines. Time, timelines to see if they can beat Thanos. And there was and, only one. And there was only one. And then he went... And then, yeah, he, he faded away. This is the time! Yeah. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he said, right? Loser. <laughs> so, so, yes, Guardians. Okay. Yep. So, where do you think Guardians are going to fit into Endgame? Um... I mean, I feel like they're still the protectors of the galaxy. I mean, they knew the most about Thanos. They knew about the Infinity Stones. They they helped out kind of really well with with Thor and uh, Iron Man. Yeah, and... the only one who's alive is Rocket, and besides Nebula, but yeah, Rocket and Nebula are the only ones left. From you know, that universe. I feel like Rocket... I mean, God, if it's anything like the comic books, Rocket's like, God damn it, I'm on Earth. I, mean, I, I guess maybe the Guardians won't have much to do in any right. game, maybe except for Rocket. Right. Maybe they'll just get brought back for the sole purpose that a third movie eventually is going to happen. Well, I mean, like, we all know they're mostly all coming back. Right. And I feel like, though, if, if they do it right, and I hope they do... Mm-hmm. You know, you bring back a Captain America and a Iron Man. They don't necessarily have to be... Tony Stark to- or... You know, or Robert Downey Jr. And, and Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. They can be, you know, something in the, in the you know, quantum realm or something in... Where Falcon is Captain America. Yeah, like, like a timeline was altered in such a way that Iron Man still exists and Captain America still exists. But... They're just different people right how funny would that be if like pepper Potts became the new iron man or something she could she very well could like in the comics but uh you know that that very well could be or is that some got switched where like tony stark was like still like smarts and and worked for shield but never became iron man yeah I mean, there's a lot of different things, and, and as far as the Guardians go, I mean, hopefully they obviously come back, because mm-hmm. we want a third one, but then, as far as the MCU goes, you know, whatever Phase 4 is going to, be, to become, right? I feel like Guardians is the only franchise that could literally go off Earth again, mm-hmm. and have their own adventure without Bring affecting... In Adam I think that I think that Adam Warlock is actually going to be an Endgame. Oh yeah, from what I read. From yeah, Secrets. I mean they teased it. Secrets uh, at the end of Volume Two was that he's going to be perfect, and it showed the capsule and whatnot. Yep. But uh, part of me thinks that, like what you said, Rocket's going to be the main one, and then everyone else because Gamora's still going to have a part of it because she's in the Soul Stone and yep. whatnot. But I don't think, depending on how the story is. I don't think the other characters might have a big part in the new movie. In yeah, the new movie. 
But you know, okay, so Guardians 3, here's how it's got to start. Okay, so Endgame, everyone's coming. Let's, let's just assume everyone, comes, everyone back. comes back. I swear I think they should do Guardians on Earth mm-hmm. for like the first like half hour of the movie. Yeah. And try to figure out how to get off world. Because in the comic books, Groot and, and Rocket are trapped on Earth after helping the Avengers during, I think it was Secret Wars. Yeah. Because their spaceship was destroyed. The Milano was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And Earth doesn't have the technology for interdimensional or interplanetary or whatever it's called inter is it interdimensional i think so like interdimensional not dimensions like interplanetary travel like yeah. earth doesn't yep. earth doesn't have that technology Mm-mm. and they don't have the technology to reach out to another that galaxy right. to call in a spaceship to come help right now i think i guess the only saving grace would be the introduction i guess of captain marvel mm-hmm. cuz she can you know, fly, fly into space. It's like, hey, Captain Marvel, go hail us a space taxi or something to get us home. Either that or they use, like, Krill technology. I mean, that's the other... We're, we gotta, we're getting way off topic. But we, <laughs> when we talk Captain Marvel, we are delving into, into the bullshit. Scrolls. Well, we're, we're delving into the bullshit that is Captain Marvel uh-huh. and the current MCU. Because I have so many goddamn questions that I'm sure are going to be answered in the movie. Right. But that's why we got to see the movie first before right. we, we do it. But God willing, when we actually record that podcast, we know at least a little more than we do right now about right. where Captain Marvel ties into the current MCU. Right. Because I feel like if Captain Marvel fucking existed, why wasn't she where there? Where was she this whole time? Right. And I'm hoping that that solves that. Maybe they, she just got punched by Hulk and went into a coma for right. 18, 10 years, 10, 18 years or something. it's like, if this movie takes place in the 90s... Or they wiped her mind. They, they could have wiped her mind. Maybe in the trailer when it shows her, like, upside down and they're, like, doing that laser thing in her brain. Ooh, you think that's maybe, the end of the movie? That could be the end of the Ooh. movie. I hate trailers. Trailers always... Right, because you never know. You never know where they were filmed but it's or like, when they were filmed. This movie is in the 90s because... Blockbuster, yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's yeah. How do you go from the '90s to the present, and she hasn't been in any part of or any talk or any right? anything, right? And all of a sudden, at the end of Infinity War, is it's the pager. I mean, the only thing I can think of is she was off world, but then again, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and oh, we got we got to cut this, otherwise we are going to talk on forever. Right, because this is not all, Captain Marvel. This is not Captain Marvel time. This is Guardians. And time. the real Captain Marvel is Shazam. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so let's get off the Captain Marvel topic and get into Guardians by talking about uh, Groot Thesaurus. Groot Here's thesaurus. everything Groot has said according to Rocket and James Gunn. So Groot is a tree being a few words. Or so it seems. Mm-hmm. Because I, I am Groot, Groot is all he says. I am Groot. The beloved uh, arboreal member of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy has been a fan favorite since his first appearance on screen in 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. He's got a lot of great qualities, but his popularity isn't exactly based on his line delivery. As Rocket Raccoon once explained to Peter Quill, Groot, don't know talking good like me and you. <laughs> so his vocabulistics is limited to I and am and Groot, exclusively in that order. I am Groot. <laughs> so sometimes Groot's words require some translation, and sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> well, it was very sad to hear from James Gunn of uh, what Groot said to Rocket as he was fading away. 
Yep. Uh, Here, okay, this is this is a spoiler. So just a spoiler warning, this post contains spoilers from Avengers Infinity War. Stop what you're doing. Yes. If you haven't seen it yet, go crawl out from under your rock. <laughs> okay, Guardian, Guardians director James Gunn recently broke MCU fans' hearts by revealing what Teen Groot's final words were in Infinity War. In this case, he didn't even need three words to make everyone tear up. Here is a list of everything Groot has said, according to director James Gunn and Groot's in-house translator, Rocket Raccoon. Minus that time, Groot 100% told the Guardians to fuck off when they tried to separate him from his handheld video game in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first up. This this one might make you tear up as well. This is this this one is from uh, uh, Guardians Part One. Okay. No, Groot, you can't. You'll die. Why are you doing this? Why? So, we are Groot, probably meaning something along the lines of, because we are one. I can see that. So, if you guys remember, they were all in Groot's tree cocoon, mm-hmm. and they were being, you know, protective of the Power Stone from, you know, kind of overloading and right. blowing everyone up. Yep. Um, so, in May 2017, Guardians director James Gunn posted a message on Facebook about how he's always felt like an outsider. He thanked certain artists and facets of pop culture for saving him and making him realize his potential. He uses the term we are Groot to emphasize togetherness and how connected all outsiders and misfits we really are. So that's kind of a cool uh, take on, Um, you know, them in, mm -hmm. you know, the whole. Okay. While this doesn't so much explain what we are Groot really means, it definitely adds some much needed context and feeling. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, a sad scene. So this is this is one that's messing with everyone's head. On May 6, Gunn revealed that Groot's final words in, in, in Avengers Infinity War simply meant dad as he was reaching for Rocket and fading away. Yeah, yep. I thought that scene in the first Guardians movie was sad, but then when I saw that, I was like, man, here we go again. I mean, I guess I I don't necessarily... I, I get it. Like mm-hmm. Groot understands what, or Rocket understands what Groot says. He's right. been with him forever. Obviously, it was Teen Groot that said it. So you got to remember, in the context, Groot was a baby in Guardians Two, right? And he was growing up with basically Rocket as his a dad. Yeah. yeah, and so it really does make sense. Now, had Groot not blown up mm-hmm. in Part One, he would still be. He would still be. Original group, we'll yeah. call him OG Groot. Yeah. Um, OG. OG Groot. Um, you know, it, it really does make sense. And, and a lot of people, I think James Gunn actually came out and said that Groot did die. Mm-hmm. And his seed or whatever it's, grew a brand yeah, new Groot. And it was a brand the, new. Not the original. This was a brand new. Yeah. Brand new Groot. Okay. Some, some bonus Groot-isms. There are a few scenes in the first two Guardians of the Galaxy films where we could pick out what Groot probably said via context clues with Rocket's help. So here's another scene from the first one. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> That's a fake laugh. 
It's real. Totally fake. That is the most real, authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life because that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Thank you, Groot. Thank you. So I am Groot, meaning it's better than eleven percent. Yeah, he's not he's not wrong. Yeah. Now Groot is pretty smart. I mean I think yeah. I think but the the what I really don't understand is how I wanted that I want that to be the third film. Yeah. Where Groot came from. Mm-hmm. I would love to get the backstory That's where they on go Groot. After Earth. Right? Where Groot came from and how the hell Rocket understands Groot. Right. Those two things. I think that is... So, okay, the the first one was Guardians becoming Guardians. Mm-hmm. Second one was basically the story of Peter Quill and his dad. Mm-hmm. Third one needs to be Groot and Rocket base. Like, solely Groot and I'm Rocket okay base. I want to know how they met. Maybe it's a prequel. It could how be. They, how they met. Where... How they learned each other's... Is it a telepathic thing? Right. What is it? I think that would be an awesome... Well, uh... Third movie. James Gunn, if you're listening, don't steal my idea. Okay, steal my idea, but I want to cut. Thor knew the language of Groot because it was taught to him. Really? Yeah. When w- he... Was that Ragnarok? No, that was uh, Infinity War when uh, he was going to take like their um, their uh, their backup ship or whatever to go to, uh, to get a new battle weapon. And uh, they're like, you understood Groot? And he was like, yeah, like it was taught to me in whatever school, but... Uh, I, yeah, I would like to know where and when Rocket met Groot, how he learned the language, and yeah. how they became good friends. Yeah, exactly. All right. So next up, after Groot saves Drax by expelling the fluids in his lungs in the first Guardians, Rocket shows up to try and get Groot to run away to the other side of the universe to escape Ronan's Power Stone fueled plans. Groot gets to his feet and says, I am Groot. To which Rocket scornfully says, save them. How? I am Groot, says with feeling. I know they're the only friends we had, Rocket responds. Then Rocket beats up some grass and agrees to save them. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got morals. He's got a genuine wooden heart. Yep. He's like the Tin Man. Yes. All right. So, last up, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 here. Um, and I... Didn't watch this scene ahead of time, but here we go. They were not looking at you, funny. So that scene, if you remember, was from the very, very beginning. When he was going, when after, he was going after the thing. little rat things. So I am Groot, meaning they were looking at me funny. I just think he was baby Groot and wanted to beat something up. Right. So Baby Groot proves himself a force to be reckoned with within the first few minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 by beating up some of those tiny dino-like creatures that he later rides around like a wild horse. (laughs) After defeating his foes, Baby Groot turns to Rocket and says, I am Groot. And they were not looking at you funny, Rocket says, right before a giant-headed tentacled monster flops out of the sky. (laughs) All right, so I got one more for you guys, and this is from uh, Volume 2 as well. What? No! He thinks you want him to wear it as a hat. That's not what I said! Anger. He's relieved you don't want him to. Anger. He hates hats. Anger. On anyone, not just himself. Anger. One minute you think someone has a weird shaped head, the next minute just because you realize part of that head is the hat. That's why you don't like hats? This is an important conversation right now. <laughs> 
So, so I am Groot four times, meaning I am relieved. I hate hats on anyone, not just me. And you see someone and think that they have a weird head and that it just turns out to be part of their head is a hat. Now, I did not realize I am Groot could be a 12, 15 word sentence. Right. I was it's not a whole a, conversation. I was not aware of that that uh, part of I am group. It's kind of like Chinese, you know, the mm-hmm. ding dong dong, and it means like this, like this whole, the whole like one sentence is a whole paragraph type of thing. Yep. So when Yandu and Rocket find themselves in uh, mutineering Rangers brig, they enlist Baby Groot's help to get Yandu's prototype fin. It doesn't go well. So that's what I have for. Uh, Groot-isms and Groot-isms. and uh, the of the Groot. <laughs> All right. So to wrap up here, be sure to sign up for Loot Crate uh, for the Cosmic Loot Crate by uh, March 19th of 2019. Um, be sure to shop at Hot Comics and Collectibles uh, with a discount code of I am Groot. I am Groot. Go to I go go to Hot Comics and Collectibles. Go up to the counter. Say, I am Groot. I am Groot. In whatever Groot language you would like. And hopefully they understand you. And if they do, <laughs> if they do understand you, you'll receive 20% at all Guardians of the Galaxy merch. And there is a crap ton of it that yes. you guys can save your money on. So definitely go and do that. Um, you can find us on social media at Loot Time Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Loot Time Podcast. You can also find all our fun stuff on www.lootimepodcast.com, and I'll be sure to post uh, this website of all your Grootisms. Mm. Um, you can contact us via our website or at lootimeatyahoo.com. If you listen on iTunes, make sure to rate and review us and subscribe on there. Yes, please. Um, if you listen to us on any other podcasting platform, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blah, 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 be sure to go to www.smashbomb.com, type in Loot Time Podcast, give us a rate and review on there. And sooner than later, hopefully we have a contest, run mm-hmm. through Smash Pop again, and you can win some fun stuff. Whew. Well, take a breather. <laughs> this was a cosmic episode, <laughs> if I had to say so myself. Brought to you by... Hot Comics and Collectibles. <laughs> for all your hot comics needs. I am Groot. 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 And that's all the all time, time we have. have. Good I night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Ebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night. I am Groot. Go.